I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today we have a funny topic. Pets. <laughs> it's like pets. Yes. Da, 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 pets. The musical. <laughs> <laughs> but I was researching and 56% of people in the world have a pet. So if you don't have a pet, you know someone that has a pet. And they're such a big part of our lives. And we have done so many episodes on this show about things that affect all of us. And we're like, how have we not talked about pets yet? Like we both have dogs. So today's that day. I love it. And in a perfect world, we would have Margot and Peaches sitting next to us being interviewed, but we have not advanced Mm -hmm. yet to have our dogs talking um, on a podcast. But just know that we would have loved to do that. And they're here with us either right next to me or down the street for Allison. No, I brought Peaches today. She's literally at my feet. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, in, in honor of the pets episode, Peaches has to be in the room. <laughs> 
Okay, maybe I'll let Margo in the room. Sometimes she barks though. So I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. But maybe today I'll let her sit in here. Today, it's her moment. It's her time to shine. Okay, I'll go get her in a second. Make- but first, <laughs> let's catch up. Okay, how have you been? I'm good. I'm really tapping into it being fall. So some updates here. I've been going thrifting, trying to get some cute fall pieces. And I just had like a funny story. I was at the Goodwill and I've tried to go to a new one because, you know, I always have really good luck actually at the one close to my house. But I'm like, let's just mix it up. Up. Let's try somewhere different. So I went to one 20 minutes from my house and I literally was going to the shoes. And for some reason, I have really good luck with the shoes section. Like last year, I found a pair of Gucci heels and they're real. And so this year I was looking through the shoes and I literally found Louboutins, like Christian Louboutin boots. And so I was looking at the bottom and I was like, oh my God, like how did no one else get these? And I was staring at them for like 10 minutes. But then I slowly started thinking, I was like, wait, I think these are fake. Wah, wah, wah. Do you know? Could you tell? Well, I was Googling it because I'm like, how? I feel like people like find that stuff now. Like I feel like the workers find that stuff. But then I looked at the bottom and the bottoms didn't have red bottoms. Oh. And that's like literally the iconic thing of Louboutins. Louboutins? Lou- yeah, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. I thought it was Louboutins. It spelled like Louboutins. But I remember that song from I know. J-Lo. I was like, we just got to go find that song. I'm going on my Louboutins. <laughs> Yeah. It just sounds like you're saying like Louis Vuitton. Oh my God. Wait, now I don't know. Yeah. Clearly, anyway. lux- we're, Kara and I are getting into luxury. <laughs> we're not there this yet. This is why we're shopping at Goodwill. We literally don't even know how to say the brands that we think we found. So <laughs> I had a really big high at the Goodwill for like 10 minutes. And then I'm like, wait, I don't think these are real. But on the bright side, I found a really cute pair of brown boots that didn't have to be designer brand. They were just really cute. And also this lady was talking to me and I just love, I feel like every time I went to the thrift store, like people are just really nice there. I don't know if you get that same experience. You've been to them way more than I have, but I feel like people are generally pretty pleasant. But this lady was like, hey, if you find any Harley Davidson shirts, let me know. She came up to me and told me that. And I was like, but if I find I one, like, I want it. I kind of want it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, will do. But I'm like, literally, no. If I find it, I'm keeping it. Oh my gosh, what a silly lady. Okay, on <laughs> on the shoe note, I do feel like finding luxury shoes wouldn't be that uncommon because a lot of people won't wear thrifted shoes because like with shirts and just like clothes in general, you can wash it. So I think people are Mm -hmm. more likely to wear thrifted clothing, but since shoes are a little harder to clean, I think most people don't look through that section. So I think that's how it was possible that you found those. And think of how like size specific shoes are. Like clothes, there's like a little more wiggle room or like you give it to your friend, but like shoes are so specific. It's got to fit exactly. So it could be possible. Okay, that makes you feel better. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I ended up, I actually did get them because they're really cute and they're in really good condition and they're just like a cute black boot. Um, But Mm. I don't think they're real. So I just got them because they're cute, but it would have been nice if it was also like a $1,300 shoe. would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Any other, I'm also channeling the fall vibes. What what, what other fall vibes are pouring in? No, I want to hear all about you. I think two episodes ago, I said that I've been making lots of fall drinks at home. Home, like my little fall coffee with cinnamon and pumpkin and everything. So tell us what you're up to. Still exploring those. I made a vegetarian chili this week and I think mm-hmm. I'm going to be a soup girl this fall because <laughs> except I need a cuter crock pot. It's so funny and this is such a first world problem, but my crock pot is bright red and it's so out of place in my apartment. Like everything in my kitchen is very cute except this massive crock pot. And I'm like, ew. 
<laughs> had it. I feel like Clay, I don't even know if it's from my parents or Clay's parents, but it's probably like 20 years old. But so besides the point, still works just fine. Uh, but I would be lying if I didn't say I was like looking up white crock pots last night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just added like a bunch of different beans, some onions, some veggies, and I've been eating on it for like three days. I'm like, this is so convenient because you just leave it there. Mm-hmm. You get hungry and you like make yourself a little bowl. So I think I'm going to be experimenting with some soups this fall. And I also found this website called Ethical Made Easy. And I found it because this is a business that I wanted to make. I wanted to have this like website of all of these ethical, sustainable brands because I have them all written down like in my journals and on my Notion pages of just like sites that I found that I like, but I had never seen someone else compile them into a database. And so I was doing some research last night and I'm both sad and excited that someone else beat me to it because they did a very, very good job and I'm happy for the world that it already exists. So I I was looking on there and I found found some cool brands that I hadn't heard of yet. And I did a little online shopping and I actually did buy a few things that I'm excited for. You know that um, Le Bon shop, the sock brand, like the fancy socks? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. They're so cute. So I got two pairs of fancy socks and they had these really cute sweatshorts and sweatpants that are like flares. So I splurged and I got those for myself and I ordered some more Skims undies because I am just now... I really like the Skims underwear. They're so good. That's so funny. So they're good. They're so good. If you guys saw, I made a TikTok and I put it on Reels too, going through seven of the different types. Because the first time I ordered like one of each to see which one I liked more before I ordered a bunch of the same kind, right? Yeah. So now that I had figured it out, I ordered some and the kind I liked. And I like wearing the tanks and like the shorts to yoga. I don't know if I've said it on here before, but I don't like wearing leggings to yoga. No, I don't think so. Yet. It's. I feel. I don't know. Like leggings just kind of like bug my legs. I feel like they're so tight. Yeah. And then, like, if my foot is dry and my dry foot touches my pants, I cannot have that. Wow. I don't know how to make it make sense, but I've been like this my <laughs> whole life. So I just I like biker shorts or like spandex shorts for yoga. But even the tank top. I mean, it's not like with yoga. Like you're moving around that rapidly, so you can kind of wear a tank top. Okay, yeah. And then I found this other cute little brand called Beverly and Third. And I got some wax melts and linen sprays and these really delightful fallish scents. And I was telling a customer at New Wave the other day, we were just like talking about sprays and candles and whatever. And we like had an epiphany at the same time that in the summer, we don't really light that many candles. Because I'm like, it's hot outside. I don't necessarily feel like I need to be lighting a hot candle and being more cozy. Like in the Mm -hmm. fall and the winter, I definitely light more candles. Don't you? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is such an epiphany. That is very true. You do too? Yeah. I don't think I rarely lit many at all this summer. No. And like in the summer, I like the room sprays more because I'm like, oh, it's like light and airy. And so then we were looking it up and Denmark uses the most candles of any country because they're all about that huga. You guys have all definitely seen it. It's like H-Y-G-E-E or whatever. Such Mm -hmm. a part of their culture is like that warm and cozy because they don't have as much daylight there. So they're all about the candles. And I was just like, oh my God, it's all making sense. That makes so much sense. I literally never thought of that, but you're right. I want to be cozy when I light the candles. And it's usually when I'm a little chillier, have a blankie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Because if I'm like hot and sweating in my apartment, I don't want to light a candle. No. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. I feel that. So you got some new wax melts. That's good. Got some wax melts. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I need to say today. Okay, great. Well, should we do Peaks <laughs> of the Week? We should do Peaks of the Week. Go right ahead. Yeah, I think my peak was just finding some really cute stuff at Goodwill. I got some cute button-ups. Yeah, those two pairs of boots and some cute like white pants. I'm just, yeah, came out not empty-handed. Ooh, are you going to be uh, breaking the, what's the rule? No white after Labor Day? I am. I Good. think it's cute. Me too. Like, I mean, at yeah. New Wave this weekend, I was like, so now do I have to take all the white off the floor? Yeah. No, I think in my defense, it probably is closer to like a cream okay. that I bought. But no, I don't think that. That rule should be banished. It should be outlawed. Yeah. If anyone is confused, the the old saying is like, you don't wear white between Labor Day and Memorial Day. Like, I love white. That's such a... That yeah. only gives me a few months for white. No, that is so wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not. Canceled. Canceled. Breaking the rules. Um, For me... Oh, this is a cute piece of the week. So her name is Gabriella. She lives here in Omaha and she had had this business of like wired earrings, but she recently went and got her license to do like ultra fine line tattoos. Or I don't know if you need a license or a class. I don't know how it all works. Don't quote me on it, but she does that now. So in Mastercraft, the building I'm in recording right now, she has a little space right down the hall and she finished it and it's so cute. So I took her over a little welcoming gift and her studio looks so pretty. So she's offering permanent jewelry and ultra fine line tattoos and they're so good. And I was like looking at her stuff and I was like, okay, I've never really wanted a tattoo, but suddenly maybe a little one wouldn't be so bad. And since I know her and like I trust her, I'm like, I would do that. But yeah, if you if you guys don't know, Karen and I are both tattoo free. <laughs> I know, I'm which is so uncommon. Naked. I know a lot of people do have like little ultra fine ones or just little hand tattoos, which yeah are super cute. But I know, I don't know. Same, I've just never pulled the trigger. Yeah, I don't think I have any interest. I just I don't know. I don't know why. Just it's not for me. I don't think. Yeah, if I if I dabble in, it'll be slow. But if anyone is in Omaha and wants Ultra Fine Line, she does specialize in it now. And her Instagram is like 24-7. It's like you're wearing the permanent jewelry 24-7. So I'm just proud of her. I love just seeing Omaha people do the thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks for shouting her out. All right. And now your guys' peaks of the week. Cassie said, my bachelorette weekend with my besties. I'm so glad that everything went smooth sailing. Congratulations. It sounds awesome. Max said, exploring Naxos, Greece. Don't know if I said that right. A beautiful and relaxing island. Yay. Sounds amazing. We love a good Greece trip. And Brinnell said, her peak is moved in with my boyfriend of three years and the apartment is so, so beautiful and I'm feeling super grateful. That's awesome. Good luck on this next part of your guys' journey together. And Ash said, I just recently found your podcast and have never felt more seen, heard, and encouraged. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Yes, thank you. We always love getting your guys' DMs. Even if we don't get back to you right away, we promise we read them, we see them. Or if you make TikToks, like we're, we're so happy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. And Yeah, and Sharon, spread the word. It really, again, means so, so much to us. Okay, now today's topic, pets. I've officially brought Margo into the room. She's here with me. She's going to be giving me some advice and reminding me to talk about certain things. That's great. And Peaches is literally staring into my soul right now, sitting on the floor. So they're here. 
Okay, to start off, I think we're going to go way back to our childhoods and talk about what our experiences growing up with pets was like. Then we'll get into college time, young adult time. We'll give you some pros and cons and things to think about if you haven't got a pet yet and you're deciding if you're ready for that commitment. Then we'll talk about the tough conversation of rehoming pets and then wrap up with some light and fun things of like our favorite things to do with our pets and just some tips to make being a dog mom easier. Yeah, I love all that. So with that, I think we can take it all the way back. Talk to our talk about our history with dogs and our childhood pets. Allison, where did you start with a pet? Who's your first pet? Tell us everything. Okay. So our very first dog was when I was like three years old. My parents had got her from a farm. She was a beagle. And I'm just going to start off from the top saying I am quite allergic to dogs. And this dog is how we found that out. And so my parents brought her home, whatever. And I'm just like, my whole body is broken out in a rash. And we tried it for, I don't even know, I was like three, maybe a couple days, a couple weeks. And ultimately, parents were like, yeah, we have to give the dog back to the farm that they got her from. And I'm glad that they just figured it out quick. But definitely when I was three, I'm pretty sure my parents just told me she ran away because I was like three. I didn't understand. <laughs> and like for so Aww. long, I just always was so sad that like the dog ran away. But that's absolutely not what happened. <laughs> when did you find out? I don't even know. Probably, I don't know. Once I got older at some point. And then when I was in fifth grade, and I think maybe my sister was in third, something around the elementary era. Oh, Peaches is literally whining. I <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Um, my sister, we went to the pet store and my sister picked out like a little dog. So she got the dog for her birthday. But sad for my sister, the dog was like pretty mean to my sister. It was like always biting her ankles and the dog like loved me. And I really bonded with that dog, like of our family. The dog was like definitely mine. And so to give her a friend, a few years later, my mom got another dog of the same breed. And that was like definitely my mom's dog. And, you know, there was a lack of training, my parents will admit. <laughs> like, I just, I don't even think my, I don't know what happened, but the first dog, well, not the not the one that we get back to the farm. The the one that I got in elementary school, the first one. She was just like so rotten. Like if you open the front door, she would just like sprint out into traffic. Like was just constantly a menace. Do you hear Peaches sneezing? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Maybe this wasn't our best idea. I wanted to be the first podcast that podcasted with dogs. And, and maybe, maybe that's not the first, but I wanted to be a podcast, a podcast with dogs. And now this is backfiring. I think it's just honestly showing the reality of having dogs though. It's just, that's how it is. But since they were not very well trained or maybe I, they weren't also that smart of dogs, I will say either. I knew when I got older, if I was going to get a dog, that I was just going to do it very differently. So I think it was good that I had that experience because when I got peaches in college, which I'm going to later, I went about it with much more training. And I yeah. think she turned out to be a much better dog. <laughs> peaches is literally a human. I always say that. She's a smart girl. Um, but yeah, those two, like my family dogs, they passed away in 2019, 2020. 
Maggie, the one I was closer with, she died of old age and it was sad, but it was her time. You know, she she passed away peacefully. And then when Clay and I went to South America, my mom texted me. This was only like a month later after Maggie died. The other one died of like a broken heart because she was all alone. But my mom was watching Peaches while we were in South America. And my mom said that Peaches was really traumatized because like her two friends died like back to back. So that was like another part of us needing to come home is... He just was not acclimating well to the deaths of her buddies. Oh, that is so Super sad. sad, yeah. But they didn't shed. They were both small dogs. And this is going to be important later. My parents always cultivated a very clean environment growing up. Like the dogs were always groomed. My mom is also very cleanly. So mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't like a chaotic dog environment. They were small and I don't know, did their thing. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love hearing all that. What was the dog's names? Maggie and Macy. <laughs> like the most names. basic yeah. white American dog <laughs> names. <laughs> That's so cute. What a cute duo. Okay, yeah. So my background with pets, I think my first pet was a cat named Nala when I was around two or three. Um, yeah, Nala, like the Lion King. I don't know what happened to her. So I'll have to find back that out after this episode. I don't remember what happened. But then we were living in Atlanta, Georgia. I think I was around five, six at this time. Brady, my older brother, convinced my parents that we should get a golden retriever. And he did a little presentation. And so we ended up getting a golden retriever named Scruffy because of the song Who Let the Dogs Out. (laughs) (laughs) That fluffy. Is that Scruffy or something? I don't know the words. But I just know it says Scruffy. So I never realized how silly of a name that dog name was. Like I always thought like, yeah, my dog's name's Scruffy. (laughs) But now that I'm like 26 saying that out loud and even in high school, I think someone was like, your dog's name is what? I'm like, Scruffy. (laughs) Like that was the weirdest name. I'm like, oh, that is kind of an interesting dog name. But Scruffy was the OG. He was king. When I was a sophomore in high school, I was at a speech competition because I did speech and debate in high school and had been competing all day. And then I think we found out, me and my friend Heidi got like second place. And then Heidi's mom came up to me and she was like, Kara, I just want to let you know, I think your dog passed away this afternoon. And I was like, "I he had been around... Actually, he was only like eight years old, but I just felt like he'd been around for so long. It wasn't like that upsetting. You know, like he he had lived a good life. Like, but they're like, yeah, we didn't want to tell you during the competition because we didn't want to mess up your performance. <laughs> I'm like, okay, honestly, fair. But um, yeah, so he died in high school. And my mom would always say, that stupid dog, because Scruffy would jump up on the counters and eat like whole sticks <gasps> of butter. Like- <laughs> what? On the counters? <laughs> Yes, we'd come home and there'd be like wrappers, the butter wrappers like behind the couch. And that was his place. Like Scruffy ate everything that he stole off the counters behind the couch. So our like carpets were stained (laughs) behind the couch because like he would bring turkey over there. Like he would just steal stuff off the counter. This, This dog was crazy. What a savage. Yeah, so my mom would always come home and see that he ate butter or something. And she's like, that stupid dog. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because full circle, when he passed away, I guess like they were taking him to the vet and she's like, that stupid dog is making me cry. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, like she said it in like a, like a know, genuine I'm way. I'm mad that he made me upset about, like he's, I cared about him. That stupid dog. I'm like, oh. So that was, that was Lolo's catchphrase for like 
literally eight years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, then when I was a senior in high school, we got Dudley, who is still with us. He's another king, just like fully a house of kings. He's an English cream golden retriever, so white golden retriever. And I babied him. Like I totally, and it wasn't really my choice to get him. My mom wanted to get him. But like I was right there with you. I'm wanting to train it and wanting to do it right. Like I played outside with him every single day after school, took him on walks, like did everything. Because I just wanted him to be trained. And then when I was in college, I was a freshman in college, my mom got another dog because she thought Dudley needed a friend. So she got Daphne. And Dudley literally hated Daphne and still kind of does. They like get along now. But some dogs, which we'll say later, just are meant to be solo dogs and are just meant to be only childs. And I think Dudley was meant to be an only child because Daphne just torments him so bad. That's kind of how I feel like like we have such similar situations. The mom's got the second dog. And then the first Mm -hmm. dog was just like, nah. <laughs> no, Dudley was like, who's this? <laughs> I liked being an like, only child and you messed it all up. No, he his like personality like changed once he got Daphne. Like he was so sweet and precious and innocent and he had to like stick up for himself. It was it was a tough transition for him. I do have a funny thing though. <laughs> I feel like once a family goes golden retriever, they never go back. Like <laughs> yes. you are so right. Us, the Kirkpatrick's three goldens later. <laughs> It's like, what? what is that? Like, maybe it's actually a thing with <laughs> like other breeds. Like if someone gets a breed and they like that, maybe they stick with it. I think that's that's a good observation. I feel like that happens a lot. Like Connor's dad has had three Dobermans. Like he okay. just loves Dobermans. But no, I think it is. It's true about the Golden families. Particularly. Just so dopey. Yeah. I think you just fall in love with how dumb they are. Yeah. You just want more. And I feel like now in the the rise of the golden doodle. It's like they wanted the dopiness of the golden retriever, but they were like, we need them to be a little more intelligent. So that's why they mix them with <laughs> yeah. the poodle so that you could kind of yeah. have like a little, I don't know, a and little best no of- hair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Huge golden difference. Golden doodles are great for like the no shedding aspect, which I think we'll also touch on in a little bit. But yes, that's my background. Lots of dogs. And then of course, my fiance, Connor, has Margot, who he bought in May of 2020. So we'll talk about that whole story and what my thoughts were when we got Margot and all that stuff. But it is Connor's dog. Like I did not buy Margot and I would not have bought her if it was just me living my life by myself. So yeah. Yes. Before we move on to that, did you have any other pets? Just dogs? We did. The- oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I just skipped over the cats. I'm just a cat <laughs> hater. I'm so sorry. We literally had four cats in that what? time as well. <laughs> yes. We had Reese's and Snickers when I was in Georgia. Like some lady, her cat had babies and then we just took two of them. And both of them, one of them ran away. And then the other one, I think, got hit by a car. So sad. So then when I was in fourth grade, that was in between like kindergarten and third grade. When we were in fourth grade, we got two other strays, Chloe and Vinny. Literally other king and queen. Like we just always had great pets. Chloe was like a little brown, black cat. So cute. Literally like dog personality. And then Vinny was like this orange cat, like outside cat. And never really came inside. Like always ran around. And they were just both legends. But yeah, Chloe also got hit by a car. Like what is going on? And then... Vinny died of old age. He he, he was the one that stuck it out. <laughs> he stuck it out. And he was so sad when Chloe wasn't there. Like he honestly like became a little evil after that. Like they were both awesome. And he was so annoying after Chloe, after Chloe died. Because yeah, he missed his buddy and he just like took it out on us. And then he's old and grumpy and he's like, yeah, I have he's nothing left. And, and just wanted my pal. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I loved our cats. I think cats can be really good too, but I don't think I'll buy any for my own house. But I loved growing up with them. They were really cute and fun. 
Okay, so I had cats, dogs. You had dogs. Did you have any other pets as well? Yeah, besides dogs, we just had a couple fish here and there. My grandparents, they had cats, farm animals. We'd go on horse rides. But yeah, in my immediate family, it was pretty much just the two pups growing up. Okay, cool. And I will shout, McKenna did have a pet hamster. So that happened as well. And that is all the pets that I've had growing up. Sweet. Okay, so we got the childhood pet history out of the way. Now we're moving into getting our own pets. I got peaches when I was probably, goodness, 21. Should I tell the story of how I got her? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so my ex-boyfriend and I, one day we were talking as we just, we were like hanging out and I was like, have you ever had a macaroon before? And he was like, no, I've never had a macaroon. And I knew of this one place in Lincoln that made macaroons. So we go to go to this place and it just so happened to be right next to a pet shop. And we were like, oh, we'll just go inside and like play with the dogs before we go get the macaroons. Well, we go in and I see Peaches and I fall in love with her. And I was like, I have to have this dog. She just like chose me. And then I got her and then we never got macaroons. And here I am six years later with Peaches. Oh, that's so cute. It is cute. I, I had like no intention of buying. This was not like I'd always wanted a dog. Like I did all this research. I did know enough that she was a cockapoo or she is a cockapoo, but that cockapoo is made like good family pets because mm-hmm. I wanted a dog. If I was going to get one that could run with me or like do a lot of walks and cockapoos are very active. I was like, all right. So we paid for her, but then we couldn't pick her up until the next day. So, which was probably good because it was a Husker game day and obviously had to work. So we like went back on Sunday, bought her immediately, drove her around all in the car, took her to a park. And she was a sensation at Barry's, the bar I worked at. We took her like straight there. So immediately within like an hour of having her, she met like 50 people and was just like all over at the bar. So I think for better or worse, me getting her in college acclimated her very well to constantly changing environments, loud noises, being with all different people, going here, going there. So now she's just like rolling with the punches all the time. Okay, I love that. She, again, is truly such a well-behaved dog. And yeah, I'm glad that really worked out because I feel like some people buy dogs spontaneously and then crazy stuff happens and they don't anticipate how much work it is and stuff. So I'm glad that it all worked out. I'll give a few caveats. Like I was definitely not as good of a pet parent in college as I was now. Like I didn't keep, I just didn't know what owning a pet all entailed. So I wasn't as good at like getting her groomed regularly. Now I'm much better at that because with that poodle mix, like their fur can mat so easily. And you know, you need to trim their nails all the time and the hair gets stuck in their ears. And when I was in college, I think it was like my my boyfriend's mom and like my stepmom and my parents were all like, yeah, you got to like take better care of her. And I was like, what? She's fine. And they're like, no, <laughs> no. Like, I was no, like, oh, I didn't really not. <laughs> and I didn't know, but like with the mats, like they can twist and it can make like hot spots on their body. And mm. she definitely didn't like being left alone the first like year. So she would totally bark in my apartment when I was gone. But I didn't know this, but I definitely had complaints from my neighbors. So then I had to start a group me called Peaches Pup Sitting. And my friends would come over to my apartment. I literally like never locked my apartment in college and people would just like come over and hang out at my place. Like I never, <laughs> I was way more laid back then 
but and hung out with Peach and gave her yeah. attention and stuff. Oh yeah. And like when I would go places, she would always come with. And so that's just kind of how it's been now. I mean, she definitely has separation anxiety, but so I do give into that, but she's so good when she comes with me. Like she, mm-hmm. it's kind of like we made a deal. She's like, if I can literally just come in the car, like I'll be so good. Like she's in here recording. She's literally sleeping. Or like when we're running errands, she like, she will not bark at me when I leave the car because she knows I'm coming back to the car. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? That's fine. If you just want to come absolutely everywhere, sure. And like, even if I go thrifting, obviously not when it's like super hot. I don't put her in danger. But I'm like, dude, you're going to have to be in the car for like an hour. Like, all right, it's fine. Better than being left at home. I'm like, okay. And there's some days when I'm leaving and I'm like, do you want to come? And she's like, no. And just like goes back into the bedroom. She's like, I need another hour. I did not give me eight hours of sleep. Actually, yeah. (laughs) That is hilarious. Well, I think with you getting peaches, which I want to clarify, it's peach and peaches. For anyone listening who thinks that we keep calling her two names. Because I get anxiety that I call her the wrong name, or I was for like a year. I was like, I'll say Peach. And then you're like, yeah, Peaches. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. And then I'd be like, yeah, Peaches. And you'd be like, yeah, Peach. And I'm like, wait, which one is it? I had anxiety so for like a year. What? And oh, I'm like, so sorry. No, then I said something. I was like, oh, is it Peach or Peaches? You're like, no, it's both. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Here you Thank were stressed goodness. for no reason. I was hashtag stressed that I was calling your dog the wrong name. But no, with all that that you got, peach in college. What do you think some pros and cons are with getting a pet while you're in school? Pros were that it made me not stay out as late as someone who had a quite a good social life in college. I probably would have stayed out much later more often if I didn't have to come home and let her out. And then on the reverse end, waking up in the morning, it was really good to like get me up, take her out in the morning before instead of just like rolling out of bed and going to class. It was like, okay, I do have to like take care of her. Um, Mm -hmm. So it did make me more responsible. And I mean, she was definitely like a fun part of like, I mean, I was like really the only one I feel like of my friends that had a dog. So, cause I lived in this, it wasn't like a traditional apartment building that had a ton of units. It was like an old building that only maybe had like eight units and it was like really big. So it kind of made my place like the gathering spot. I feel like since I was like, oh, well, Peaches is here and it was like a good location. So that was fun. Um, some cons were it made traveling in college tougher and I definitely traveled a lot. So I would feel really guilty when I would have to board her because my parents didn't live in my college town. So they were like, if it was a longer trip and I was flying out of Omaha, my mom would watch her. But, you know, just for a shorter, like spontaneous thing, I'd have to take her. I did find it like a really nice boarding place. But I think Mm -hmm. no matter how nice it is, you still like feel bad. Mm -hmm. And it adds on an extra layer of expense because they always get you. They're like, you know, it's $30 a night, but it's $5 if you want us to pet them. And it's an extra $5 if they want to walk. And it's an extra $10 for the, and it's like, oh my God. And then I want us to look at them. It's $20. Yeah. And then I like, they're asking you and you're like filling it out. And I'm like, well, of course I don't want my dog neglected while I'm gone. So yes, please play with them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, especially if you're on a college budget, like an extra $50 a night on like a five day trip can add up. Yeah, absolutely. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate. Simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, and just like the time thing, you know, getting them groomed, taking them for walks in between class and all of that. It was definitely a commitment. If I didn't have my boyfriend, because we lived together at the time, or my ex-boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time, he was a little more off during the days and then he would work in the evenings. So that was super helpful. I don't think that there's any way that I could have been a fully good dog parent on my own and like had a job and work. Right. It's too much. Yeah, I think some of the pros maybe of getting a dog in college is that maybe you probably have some roommates that can also help out with a dog if that's communicated and if they agree to do that. I know my brother, his roommate found a stray dog. I think when they were out camping, just like a little puppy came up to them. And so him and his two roommates kept the puppy. And yeah, it was nice because if someone had a class, like they knew that one of the other roommates could take Max out and they absolutely loved having him. And I think a tip that I guess I want to shout is that if you do get a dog with other people, make sure it's very clear whose dog it actually is because it was very clearly Chaz's, one of Brady's roommates. And when they graduated and when they were moving on, they're like, okay, well, who's taking Max? It was very clear that it was going to be him because I think he was the one that the dog came up to and stuff. But I feel like that could be really sticky if you don't have that very set and dry of whose mm-hmm. dog mm-hmm. it is. Or even if it's a romantic couple. Like when mm-hmm. my ex and I broke up, like Peaches was mine. It wasn't yeah. even really a conversation. Right. So that but helps because that can like tear relationships apart. Yeah, because you love them like a child. Yeah. So it's like, and at least when you, there's divorces, you get certain days you get to see them. But when it's a puppy or a dog and you guys break up, it's like, no, you've never seen them again. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, especially if they move to a different city or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sad. Okay, well, you should go into getting Margot too, I think. Okay, yeah. So like I mentioned, Connor got Margot in May of 2020. This is right two months into COVID. And Connor had wanted a German Shepherd named Margot for like three years. Like he had known that he wanted this breed. 
married, this name. He literally named her like three years before he ever got her, which is so funny. But so he was very much wanting a dog. I think he was just waiting for the right time. And then once COVID hit and he was working from home, he totally started looking into it, found the last dog in this litter. We reached out to the breeder and she was in Columbia, Missouri, which is only two hours away. And she responded that, oh, like, I'm so sorry. There's no more puppies left in this litter. We'll have more like in a year and a half or something. So stay tuned. But then a week later, he got a call from her that the person who was getting Margot couldn't take her anymore, just changed their mind. And she's like, we have one dog left and it's Miss Pink. And Connor was like, wait, that's the one I wanted. I wanted Miss Pink. So it was literally the oh. one that he wanted. Wait, so I think you should was... explain what Miss Pink means. Like if someone yes. hasn't gone through like the breeder process. <laughs> yeah. So to name the puppies, a lot of the time the breeder will just name it whatever color the collar is. So they get different collar, different colored collars. So there's Miss Yellow, Mr. Purple, Mr. Red. <laughs> or they'll give them like other names. Like she had two names. They also named all of them a, a Marvel superhero character. So there was the Hulk and Batman or and Thor. So Margo was also Black Widow, if you're a Marvel <laughs> fan. <laughs> so she was Miss Pink slash Black Widow. We're like, oh, that's what we wanted. So we, we always joke that she's Black Widow, but not really. And we always joke that her favorite color is pink. So we get her pink harness and a pink collar because she's still Miss Pink to oh us. Oh my gosh, that's really cute. Yeah, so... I think it all worked out. It all meant to be. It all was meant to be that we got her. And Connor again was very serious about it. Took it very seriously. Watched so many training videos. Literally read training books. I'm like, oh my god, it's like our first born child. Like you're taking this so seriously. But he wanted to do it right. And I think that's two tips. I was also gonna say was one, don't be afraid to watch tons of YouTube videos and read books. But also do your research on the breed. Don't just pick a breed of dog because they're cute or they look really cool because certain breeds take a lot more work than others. I know, for example, my friend has a Dalmatian and she always gets messages that, oh my gosh, I want to get a Dalmatian. Like, how easy are they? And she's like, no, this dog is so much work. Like, they are very high energy. You should walk them two to three times a day just so they don't chew up your house because they like to chew on things. And I guess when 101 Dalmatians came out, like in the 90s or early 2000s, so many people bought Dalmatians and never realized how much work they were. And the shelters were just getting so many Dalmatians because they were just oh. terrible dogs, but they weren't terrible dogs. They just weren't getting enough exercise. So yeah, make sure you're very diligently looking at the breeds because even Margot, she's a half working German Shepherd, not a full, but a half. So she needs jobs. She needs things to feel stimulated. And yeah, you might write her off as a bad dog if she doesn't, if she does something out of not having enough exercise or not having a job and not being stimulated. So yeah. Extremely important. I can, it's just like us. Like if we all think back when we were in quarantine, how anxious we were and you're like, I need to get the fuck out of this house. The dogs feel the same way. They're like, mm -hmm. I'm bored, bored in the house. Let me out. Yeah. And they don't know any better. So they're just like, okay, I guess we'll just chew up the couch. Cause like I've been sitting here for three days. Yeah. But back to getting Margot, I think I said this earlier in the episode too, but like I personally would never bought a dog when Connor was asking, oh, I, I think I'm going to get a German Shepherd. It was May of 2020. And I thought I was just staying in St. Louis quarantining. Like I thought I was going back to New York. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's your life. Like you live here by yourself. You can get a dog. And then once I stayed, I'm like, okay, well, I love her so much. I'm such a dog person. Like it was just an extra bonus of moving in with Connor and staying in St. Louis was being close to her and stuff. But yeah, just knowing my work schedule that I travel a lot, that I like to travel, even though I love animals and I would love to have a companion. If I wasn't living with Connor and if it wasn't him that bought Margot, I don't think I would have ever 
got her because neglect and not taking care of your dog properly is also a form of abuse. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably the most common form of abuse is like not giving a dog the life that they deserve. And I just could never be that person that is always gone and always handing it off to someone or I don't know, just living that life. It's so selfish because it's it's like, oh, I want the dog and I want them to be there for me, but I still want to do all of my things. And they're Mm -hmm. like not willing to sacrifice because the time sacrifice comes in a lot. Like if you're just, you know, if you work a day job that's like eight hours away, like you're probably going to have to come home over lunch. You probably can't just go from work to dinner to going out to a workout class and come home at 10 o'clock at night. You can't do that. Yeah. I had a roommate who got a dog and just did not change her lifestyle at all and would go out for the day at 8 a.m. and get home at 10 p.m. And this dog had pooped and peed in the house. It was awful. The dog ended up getting rehomed. Thank goodness. Her parents ended up taking this dog, but it was just so sad to watch. And then it affected our friendship because this dog was pooping in my room because the poor thing hadn't been out in six, seven hours and it was a puppy. And puppies need to be let out like every hour. That is so sad. And kind of going back to what you said about Chaz getting that dog is how much communication needs to go in with the roommates, especially if you're not going to be taking full responsibility for them. Like you had, you had no say in getting that dog. You weren't, you did not promise like, oh, for sure. I will help you take care of that. Like I'll come home. Like if that's not communicated, then that expectation cannot just be like put onto you. No, we showed up and there was a puppy in our living room. I mean, my other roommates were like, whose dog is this? And I remember was just like laughing and smiling. We're like, no, like seriously, whose dog is this? She's like, I bought it in the parking lot to dinner. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I cannot believe that. That's like roommate no-no 101. Yeah, truly almost broke up some friendships, but it was near the end of the year. We all survived. But I just, again, I just don't think this person knew what they were getting themselves into. And it just is sad for the dogs. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and then and then it's almost like it's getting taken on the dog, but the dog didn't do anything. He didn't decide to be there. Yeah, and luckily I wouldn't go out as late and I would come home and like then me and Connor would have to let it out, which is fine. But again, like I was never asked to do that. I was just doing it because I'm like, oh my God, this poor dog is going to be here until 2 a.m. if I don't let it out. That breaks my heart. Yeah. So I guess like you said, moral of the story, make sure it's communicated. If this person had come up to me or called me while they're at this parking lot and been like, hey, I'm thinking about getting this dog. Would you help me take it out and take it for walks? I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. But it was just the fact that this person never communicated. They never asked. It was just like bizarre. Yeah, that's definitely a good way to rub people the wrong way. Okay, building off of that. So I got peaches in college, right? Me and my ex break up. I have peaches. Then Clay and I meet. He still has one more year of college left when we met. And Clay played football at the college he went to. And a roommate, a roommate, a teammate had a dog that he was like, yeah, I'm getting rid of this dog. I'm taking this dog to the shelter. And Clay had never met this dog, but he was like, "Um, that's so sad. You can't just like take the dog to the shelter. I'm not trying to put anyone down that just takes their dog to the shelter, but... There are many other ways to rehome the pet besides just like immediately taking them to the shelter. I feel like that should be like absolute last case. You've done everything before you do that. This guy just was looking for the easy way out. And Clay was like, I will totally take him and help find him a new home. So the guy brings Ghost, the dog, over to Clay and Clay immediately fell in love with him and was just like, okay, I have to keep this dog. He's a white American bulldog. Um, Now he's probably 70 pounds, but he was a puppy back then. And so... 
within the first few days, for weeks of Clay having this dog, he's like, this dog is deaf. And like, I, we don't know if the football teammate, if he knew he was deaf and didn't want to deal with raising a deaf dog, or if he wasn't aware that he was deaf. So he just thought he was a bad dog and not listening. Wow. So we're not sure, but Clay was like, yeah, I picked it up pretty quick because I would come home and he would just like not respond. Like most dogs, you know, like they look or whatever. And of course, in time, like there's complications that are different in raising a deaf animal or an animal that has three legs or, you know, some type of impairment. It's not like, like with Peaches, if she's doing something she's not supposed to be doing, I'm just like, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And everything is different with a deaf dog. And, you know, Clay is playing football. They're literally out of town like every weekend. Clay lives with six other football roommates at this time in this house. They have this huge yard. And I think almost all of the other guys had a dog and not just like a small dog. Like they were all like pit bulls, like big bulldogs. And I remember the first time I like went to that house, I was like, oh my God, this is pure chaos. Like all so much testosterone in that house between like the human boys and their dogs, like just constantly like wrestling each other, jumping on top of things, like on the couch, in the backyard, on the table, like so much going on. <laughs> but all even with all of that, Clay's dog was like, he's so, so sweet. He is absolutely an angel and would never hurt a fly. Like honestly, if I had to put a bet on it, like who would get aggravated more easily? Ghost, the um, American Bulldog or Peaches? Like Peaches would definitely get aggravated first. So when I'm going into this story, I'm not like anti-bulldogs. <laughs> like I just need to make that very clear here because I really do love his dog and he's a good dog. So that whole senior year, you know, he's, I'm, I pop over, I visit Clay, we go to his games, whatever. He graduates, uh, he goes up to Rapid City, South Dakota for an internship and I, me and Peaches are living in my loft that is here in downtown Omaha. It was just a studio, a small little space. It had carpet, which I don't love because I'm kind of grossed out by carpet, but everything besides the carpet, it was a really nice space, but it only had like one wall of windows. I was basically looking at a parking garage. And so for Peaches, like that was fine. Like I can take her for a 20 minute walk and like, she's good. And I also can take her to run errands with me. It's just easier. And come like August after Clay's internship was done, it was like time for him to move to Omaha. And my lease was ending in November. So we we're like, oh, it's fine. Like you and Ghost can just move in here for the next few months. Like even though it's small, we'll make it work and we'll figure out what we'll do after that. Oh no, we did not make it work. It was like that space was way too small for four people or for <laughs> two humans and two dogs. And like Ghost was having no quality of life. Like it was just so small. And so we asked his parents like, hey, can Ghost live with you guys until this lease ends? And they were like, yeah, of course. Like it's only like two months. It'll be fine. Well, then Clay and I decided to backpack South America. So they watched him for a little longer. Like I said, my mom watched Peaches. And so then COVID started getting bad when we were in Peru. So we came home, immediately signed the lease that we live at now. You guys are probably connecting some dots if you're like regular listeners like of this whole timeline. The signing of the lease that I'm at with my apartment, New Wave, like happened like 
immediately. Like there was not a lot of time to react or, and, or think about it. And so it was just like, oh yeah, Ghost and Claire are moving in. This will be our apartment. Something business related will be on the business side. And I really thought it would be fine. Like I was so optimistic. I thought it didn't really work in the other space because it was so small. It was on the fourth floor. Clay was working in the office. Like it just, I thought that that was more situational. And so I thought in our new place, like, oh, it'd be fine. The pandemic's happening. Clay's at home. All will be good. We have hardwood floors. It'll be easier to clean up messes. But which those things were true, kind of temporarily. But as that time was for most of us, very stressful. A lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty. I didn't have a job when the pandemic started because I was just freelancing. Neither did Clay. So we're not getting unemployment. Like my, like a lot of people were getting these like huge checks. And I was like, this is so frustrating because like the fact that they didn't really help out freelancers was super unfair. And so I was trying to start New Wave and just felt so trapped in that space. And you guys remember, like we couldn't go and do things and travel had always been like my safety outlet. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so trapped here. And I don't even know how to like approach this conversation lightly, but I think that time unfolded extra bad because of the pandemic, but Ghost kind of unlocked my OCD to like a different level that I didn't really know I had. And like I said, growing up, my parents really liked things clean. I've always been pretty particular, but I did not realize how much shedding hair like absolutely made me so unwell, like could not handle it. And also with New Wave, it's like, I have all these clothes that I'm trying to sell. They're getting full of hair and the bulldog hair is like so sharp. Like it's very, very coarse. You can't just lint roll it off. It like pokes into the clothes. It's getting all over the apartment. No no matter how much vacuuming cleaning was done, like it was just everywhere. I'm very allergic. So it's making me way more tired. It's making my face red and affected, rash on my arms, my hands. I'm like, sneezing, not breathing well. Like it was just like a compounding of so many things. And then when Clay went back to the office, I'm working from home all day. Then I'm like kind of trying to take care of his dog, which taking a 70 pound dog that's deaf for a walk is very different than when Peaches and I go on a walk because she doesn't need a leash. I can literally walk with like a hot cup of coffee and like scroll TikTok and not have to worry. With him, you're like, he's he'd pulled me over multiple times. Like he's so strong. So it was just like a very not calm Zen vibes. And we tried so many different things like daycare, play dates, like Clay coming home at lunch. Like for two years, we literally tried everything we possibly could. But I was, my mental health was so bad that we had a closet that I called the crying closet that I would just go in and have like a mental breakdown in literally every day. If, if anyone's close to me, they they heard enough of this whole thing. I just like, I felt so trapped. I didn't know what to do. I would just go sit in my car and I'm sharing this because I think it's important if anyone else is feeling this way because we live in a culture where like everyone loves dogs and I do love dogs. Like I'm telling you, it's not about the dog. It was about like me being allergic, the environment being really chaotic because like he's big. And also Peaches, if I'm getting up and walking around, she'll just like be on the couch, like taking a nap. She doesn't like follow me. But since Ghost is deaf, back and forth, back and forth, like constantly under my feet because he can't just like hear that I'm doing something in the other room. He like has to see it. So there was just like so many things that I like did not realize. And I 
also felt trapped and that I'm like, well, he ha- he's only like three years old. Like this is going to be a long time. And I felt horrible because I know Clay absolutely loves this dog so much. I would never ask him to get rid of him. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just start looking for other apartments. Like I don't care, Clay and I can still be together. You can have that apartment. Like I'll go live somewhere else. Like I was so willing to do anything that I could control to try to help it out. And then long story tying up, basically Clay's parents' dog died. And I was like, oh, we could ask them if they would be willing to take him back. But obviously they're grieving. So I didn't even know how to approach that. Then they immediately got another dog. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going (laughs) to ask them now. Then so unfortunate, that dog got hit by a car. And then they got another dog. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't this is I don't know when this is ever gonna be a possibility. But then their other dog, who was much older, she ended up dying of old age. And so I said to Clay, I was like, I feel like this is kind of like our one final chance. They just got this other new dog. They can be besties. They have this huge yard out there. Like your parents absolutely love dogs. They're continuing to show that if one passes away, they're gonna get another one. So whether it's ghosts that they're getting or another dog they would be getting another dog. And obviously I felt horrible asking them to do that. But like I was at a space where I was like, I like I'm so unwell. I can't even work. I and I wouldn't even eat at our apartment because there was dog hair on the counter. And I know half of you guys are thinking that I'm like absolutely fucking crazy. I cannot like I'm telling you, it opened this OCD thing that I like never knew that I had to that point. But thankfully they so kindly rehomed him and they travel a lot. They live in town. And so when they go to town, Clay just dog sits out there and he gets his time with ghost and it all works out. And it's been maybe like eight or so months since that. And I, that is like seriously a huge part of why I'm doing so much better now. And I even just like think back to like a year ago when things were still like that. And I'm like, wow, my life has changed so much from that. And even though like, is Clay a little bit sad? Yes, but not to the extent of like, how fucking unwell I was. You know, like it's not comparable. So I say this because I had two friends, a friend who had two cats who were making her mental health absolutely deteriorate. I won't go into her whole story, but she ended up having to rehome them. And she felt the same thing. Like, how do I share about this? Like, people are going to judge me and be like, why did you get these cats? And then I had another friend recently. She got a puppy. Week later, she found out she was pregnant and she was like, I did not want a puppy and a baby. So they ended up rehoming the dog. And so I know it's normal because if multiple people in my inner circle in the last year have had to rehome their pets, it's obviously common that people are getting pets before they realize like the gravity of of what that entails. So that's another reason why I wanted to talk about this to help someone either going through it or to prevent a situation. Maybe we can provide some resources of what can be better. And that was so long. but I feel like we've shared snippets about this happening on the podcast, but I never really dove in. So mm-hmm. I'll stop talking now. <laughs> you, you can say whatever you want to say to that. No, I think that, yeah, like you said, it was good to just share the full story. But also I think that it's one of the most selfless things that you can do is to admit that you're not in the right place to take care of an animal and to give it a better place to live. Like as horrible as the situation is, it's better than both parties suffering and maybe the animal not getting the best care, that person not getting the, taken care of themselves. So no, I think that, yeah, like you said, it's good to share those stories and make it normal because that all helps someone take the appropriate action and do what's best for everybody. Yeah, because I think there it's always a commonness 
misperception that the rehoming is going to be a less ideal living situation. But when I promise you guys that Ghost is having a better life now with another big dog that he can romp around in the backyard with, Mm -hmm. he gets to go on his walks like every day. He has a big house or as opposed to being in our apartment, which is small and me not really wanting to take care of him. Like how how is that better for the dog for him to have stayed in that environment? It's not. And so, yeah, like you there's so many people that love 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 animals that are happy to rehome a pet. Yeah. And take that. Okay, anything else you want to sh- say about rehoming? Mm, maybe a few tips of how we did it if if Clay's parents wouldn't have taken him, even though it's so hard to do, I think just opening up to your community, uh like being honest with your family, being honest with some friends because I mean, it's probably not that likely that you're just going to post like an Instagram photo of the dog and be like, hey, we're rehoming him. Like if you can do that, props to you. I I was way too scared to do that for fear of judgment from other people. But like in both of the friend situations I mentioned, they just like started telling people, you know, at work or whatever. And literally people volunteered to take the animals. Mm -hmm. So like no one can help you if you aren't honest about what's going on. Yeah. And then any other resources that you think are good? Um, I think maybe some Facebook groups. That's what we also looked into that. Yeah. I feel like social media, like you said, if, if you can be brave enough to share it, I see so many posts of dogs looking for rehomed and they have like thousands of likes, thousands of comments. So yeah, I don't think that's an issue. So like we said, if you're going through that, maybe that is what's best. And yeah, sending you all the good, good luck with that. Okay, yeah. So with all that, I think we're going to share some of our favorite things about having pets to kind of bring it back up to a higher note and just say, yeah, some of our favorite memories with Peaches and Margot, and then just some other good tips. Some things that I love doing with Margot, like Allison said, I just love being motivated in the morning. That should not be the reason that you get a dog is being motivated in the morning, but it's a nice perk having a thing, animal, force you to get out of bed really early, get sunlight right away. That's always really nice. And taking them for walks really has kept me going. My 10K step journey. And then also just love the happiness of like taking your dog to do something fun and to do something that they love. Like it just makes you so happy. Like getting Margot a puppy whip from Starbucks. Like I don't even need Starbucks all the time, but just knowing how happy she gets and like how much she cries and whines and like how excited she is to get that. It's just so fun. That's so true. How excited they get over a small thing does show you how to just like let your worries subside, you know, like after you get home from a long day and the dog is just like head over heels, excited to see you like as if we would have just won the lottery, like every day, no matter what Peaches is like jumping for joy that I'm coming home. And it's just like so nice to be loved no matter how, what kind of a day you've had, no matter if you're beating yourself up, what's going on? The dog is just like there to love on you. Oh, yeah. All they do is love. Truly. They're so sweet. And I mean, do you do you guys sleep with Margo? Yeah. Yeah, we do, I, we do too. I love it. Okay. That's like one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yeah. When they cuddle you and especially in the winter, like she's so warm and like lays up against us and keeps us warm. Same. I love she's that so too. Cute. I also I like traveling with peaches. Like on my road trips, it's fun because it makes you like get out and walk, stop around. Yeah. Margo's so good on road trips. We have to drive sometimes to South Carolina. It's like 10 hours. She'll stop like twice and she's so good. She sleeps the whole time. It's amazing. Yeah. I was definitely going to mention if you guys are freshly getting a dog, definitely take them in the car straight away because a lot of dogs Mm -hmm. can get uh, car sick. But I think if you just acclimate them to that at a young age, they get used to it. That's really good. And yeah, I've seen like 
there's a lot of good TikToks about that too. It's definitely go on TikTok, but like touching their paws and touching mm-hmm. their mouth and touching their ears to get them used to people touching them. So if you need to clip their nails or clean their ears, they don't think that's strange because you did it all the time when they were a puppy. Mm-hmm. And introducing them to other dogs, mm-hmm. definitely out of the gate and like babies, kids. So yeah, like you said, when time comes and they have to meet another dog or kids, they're not like, panic, what is this? Yeah. Well, I guess with all that to say, we just love our dogs. And, you know, there are tough times, like puppy times where literally it was so awful. Having puppies is cute idea in practice, not as fun. Um, But yeah, through all the times, pets are just always there for us. And like you said, they just give us unconditional love. And we wanted to do this episode to honor our pets. Honor Peaches and Margot. And all the other ones. Reese's, Snickers, Scruffy, (laughs) Macy. Daphne, (laughs) the whole gang. Oh, yeah. But they are. And I hope people don't think that I hate animals. I don't. And I know this doesn't directly compute, but I'm literally a plant-based eater. Vegetarian all the time, mostly plant-based. Like if I hated animals, I wouldn't have committed to not eating them. Mm -hmm. So for what it's worth, like, please don't think I'm like some evil dog hater because absolutely not the case. I'm actually quite compassionate to them and like cry if I see a truck driving by with pigs on it. So before anyone comes for me, she loves them. So yeah. Thank you for listening as my friend to this. And thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. And that was another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support. And to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right. What you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome products. There will be something in there for everyone. In order to get entered, there are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put something up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of a podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friend Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash already friends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.